0: to a special episode of Retrovaniacs. This is our 10th episode, uh, so instead of a regular retro game, we're actually going to cover uh, what I consider to be one of the best current retro-themed games, retro-style games, uh, Super Mario Maker for the Wii U, because uh, I think it, if you play retro games at all, then this is a game that's going to probably push all your buttons. So um, we'll start this, much like every other show, even though it's a special show, asking everyone else, what they've been playing so jeremy gregory what have you been playing
1: oh man um well first off I, I apologize if i sound a little off this this week it's uh just about every piece of electronic uh any any electronic devices that i have have either uh kind of shit out on me or or fuck me in the ass in in some way uh, not literally but figuratively but it it's um I'm not able to use my computer. I'm actually using Skype on the Xbox One right now for this podcast. So if I sound terrible, which I probably do, uh, I apologize. So hopefully I can get this this fixed soon. As for the other stuff, uh, I don't want to get in, into too much detail with it, uh, but I do not have uh, a PlayStation 4 at the moment. And so I have had to dig the Xbox One out of storage, as that is my only means of, of playing games right now. So... What we uh, what I've actually been playing actually does relate to this podcast. Um, I, I played Rare Re- Rare Replay a good deal over the last week or so, and that is one of the better game collections I've I've ever come across. There's there's so much in that that collection. There's um, oh I mean their early stuff is definitely like the uh, the ZX Spectrum stuff, and most of those games are just complete nonsense to me. I don't I don't know you know a lot of those early computer games like that they they've never really I have never really gotten into them especially on that computer. It's just kind of weird, but I know it's it's much loved especially uh, over in England and Europe. But the the rest of them with uh, with you know the likes of Blast Corps, uh, Battletoads, it's even got the Battletoads arcade game in there which I've never played. Uh Conker, all the banjo games. RC Pro Am and a lot of stuff that I I never even knew that Rare made. That you know, you can kind of just go through and play what you want. And it's it's so much fun and it's uh it can really eat up a lot of time and I I've, I've kind of been playing Banjo-Kazooie again, the original Nintendo 64 game. And it's it's so much fun. I I really wish they still made games like that now, but I I don't think I'm going to get that anytime soon. So it's really been fun to to play through Banjo-Kazooie again. But really, that's that's all I've been playing.
0: Well, I want that collection bad enough that I'm considering buying an Xbox One uh, to get it because it was what thirty bucks, and you get, I mean, an amazing collection of games. You mentioned Battle Toads and RC Pro Am and uh, Blast Core. Anyway, it has a bunch of their games. I'm very excited about that. Uh, but this, I am very concerned. Does this mean that you have not played The Witcher or The Witcher card
1: game? I have not. I've. I cannot play The Witcher anymore. If I want to play The Witcher, I would have to buy it on the Xbox One and start over. And I cannot do that to myself again. I, I just, I can't put that much time into that game again, as much as I want to. I, I was looking on the Xbox One store, and I, I just, I pause every time the cursor goes over, and I'm just like, man, I should, I should probably get that game and play it. And I have to stop myself, because I just, I can't, I just can't do that anymore. So I have not been playing The Witcher Three, and in this time between now and and the next podcast, I, I can't promise that I won't break down and and buy it again. I might, I might just do it. But for for the time being, I've been sticking to to Rare Replay, and uh, I I, don't, I thought I was playing something else and I can't remember. Um, but mainly, it's it's just been Rare Replay, and I it, it's totally worth getting an Xbox One for. It's such a great collection if you love Rare love their games. Uh for me it's it's anything NES and beyond. All their like I said all their early computer games are just shit to me. But uh, there's so much more in that collection that that still stands out uh, to this day and uh definitely worth worth uh getting for the Xbox one.
0: Now Billy, last time you had been playing a lot of Metal Gear Solid 5, I believe. Is that still what you say you've been playing?
2: That is still what I say I've been playing I also. Uh, I, I went through the usual thing with Destiny, uh, where I, I make bold claims I'm not going to buy the, the newest bit of content. And then my son usually uh, sends me text messages of all the uh, the neat equipment he has picked up and taunts me. And I proceed to purchase it after that so I can hopefully level up quicker than him so I can in turn taunt my 15-year-old son. Uh, so I've been doing that. I've been enjoying that. Uh, yeah, Metal Gear, like you said, and uh, and a lot of the game. Actually, probably most of all, uh, the game we are reviewing today.
0: Yeah, I played a lot of the of the game we were going to talk about today. I don't want to talk about that yet, though. Um, I, I'm trying to convince myself to buy either a PS4 or an Xbox One. Not as much convince myself, because I'm already convinced, but uh, play through th- through some of the games I've bought recently that I've not finished or really put any time into. I'm not trying to finish my backlog. I've given up on that. My backlog is 100-something games long, if you include Steam. Um, but, you know, I did recently get a-, a Vita, and I've bought probably five or six games on it I haven't put any time into whatsoever, uh, along with stuff I downloaded for the Wii U. Uh, so I-, I was focusing on some of the shorter ones, that I knew I'd be able to knock through pretty quick. So I played and finished The Swapper, uh, which I highly recommend if you haven't played it before, and then a very similar game, uh, The Fall. I don't know if you've played either of those.
1: I played The Swapper. Um, Played that all the way through and loved that game. I I really like The Swapper.
2: Yeah, Swapper also, I I can't say enough good things about. A very uh, short game, but uh, yeah, and one I would actually probably play through again.
0: Well, it's short, and, and apparently there are some hidden... Um, I guess screens you're supposed to find uh, that I found zero of, but that's what all the achievements are: is finding these hidden screens. And so that means they're super hidden. They're not just like, oh yeah, yeah. If you look really hard in this room, you'll find it. Apparently, it's like you blast through walls that you you can shoot through, and all of a sudden, or not shoot through, but like teleport through, and you wouldn't know it otherwise. So uh, it's it's pretty cool. I I'm, I really liked it. It's uh, if you haven't played the Swapper uh, and you're listening, it's a It's a 2D exploration game, kind of like a Metroid game, except that it has a pretty interesting mechanic to make multiple up to four clones of yourself that will all do the exact same thing that your main character does, but you can also swap which of those clones is your permanent character. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of a bad comparison, but I compare it a lot to like a portal in the way you have to play it. You kind of have to think out the puzzles as far as how you want to go through each room you know, it's not just run and gun and it's not just explore. It's got it's got like a neat puzzle aspect to it. So I really, really like that. And I don't know if you played The Fall. It's very similar in that it's a side-scroller, semi-action game that's a puzzler. But this has more of a, a classic adventure game style feel. Like you find items and you keep them in inventory and you have to figure out how to get through different puzzles using those items. Uh, but you also have a gun and have sections you have to uh, blast your way through. But I don't know if it's just that it's because it's for a console and you don't have a keyboard or a mouse and it's a little hard to control, uh, or if it's just that I've dumbed myself down, but I'm having a lot of problems getting through it, uh, and I don't want to look up the answers. I don't know how many you know, of those adventure-style games you guys have played in a long time, but I find now, with the internet being as easy to get every answers to everything, it's like if I'm stuck for 30 seconds, I look up an answer, and, <laughs> and then I feel like, what is the point of even playing this? I should just watch a Let's Play, because I'm not figuring anything out on my own. I have to find a way to turn my internet off so I can play these games.
1: I wouldn't feel too bad about it because, especially with those extra uh, screens in the swapper, I don't think it's even possible to find those without looking up help. I, I 100%ed it and found all of them, and some of those are so obtuse to find that it's, it's, I never felt bad about finding a guide on how to find them, so definitely don't feel too bad about that one.
0: Now the extra things wouldn't, wouldn't bother me to look them up because I clearly got through the game. I uh, only had to look up one puzzle, and it was more or less to verify that what I was doing was right. My timing was just garbage. So I felt good that it was what I was doing. I was just doing it badly. So I don't feel like that was cheating. It was confirming that I wasn't wasting time on my inability to play a game. But The Fall is more the one that I'm I'm doing that on. There's a lot of puzzles. Uh, if you haven't, if you, if you play The Fall, there's a certain puzzle where you have to kind of stop get a baby from crying. And it's supposed to be very straightforward and easy, and I must have spent hours on it. And I couldn't figure out what to do when I looked up online. And it was it was obvious once I found the answer out, but I don't know if I ever would have figured it out. So I don't know if I would have figured that game out when I was if if I would have played this game when I was eight or nine and there was no internet, I probably would have never beaten it and just thought it was a stupid game for stupid people. I have many of those.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's two more. Well, I will have the fall finished soon. So there'll be two more games off my backlog. So I'm I'm sure at some point soon I'll announce that I bought my PS4 or or Xbox One. But uh, I do have a Wii U, so I've got one of the new current systems, uh, new in quotes. Uh, And thankfully, that, that means that I could play the game we're going to review this week, Mario Maker for the Wii U.
2: I do have a few, not even really complaints, just a few uh, omissions from the game I was a, uh, slightly surprised by, but really uh, just a lot of fun to play, and uh, a game you could only uh, dream of as a child. I mean, growing up playing the NES, who uh, didn't have a notebook where you had maybe scribbled down uh, a few Mario levels that you had, you had thought up, and now to be able Uh, And so easily, I'm sure we'll speak of uh, how uh, intuitive the the touch screen is in this thing, how easily you can just bring those live now.
1: I didn't actually get to play this one myself, but yes, this is something that I would have loved to have had as a kid, Uh, especially with the the amount that you can do with that game and switch between uh, the, the, the various Mario games. It just looks so much fun.
0: So yeah, I'm sure that anyone listening to this has seen Mario Maker. There's been enough press on Mario Maker. It's been covered in every, you know, legitimate gaming uh news site and, and magazine if they even still make magazines anymore. Um but it's it's 100% as good as I could have hoped for. Uh, you know, when they announced the Mario Maker game and you know, you saw the the screens of it, I guess at uh, at E3 when they made their own like super tough levels, I thought this is going to be really obtuse and hard to hard to use. It's going to be something that I'm going to I'm going to buy, and I'm going to think it's pretty interesting But then I'm going to make a whole lot of, you know, plain flat levels with a few mushrooms in them. Um, but I found it's been very easy, especially because they give you just pieces at a time to, uh, to go through and, and really narrow down what makes a good Mario level as opposed to just making a bunch of random junk to jump through. It starts you out with only two styles of Mario game. The original, you know, classic Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo. And also the uh, is it Super Mario Brothers U? I guess is yeah, the it's, the other it's one. That gets the, you.
2: the the new style from the uh, the Wii U titles,
0: which it, you know it's the same style of game. It's a it's another you know there are no th- of the three D Mario games. It's all two D, um, you know, side scrolling classic Mario. But it gives you the skins for uh, to start with Super Mario Brothers and, and Super Mario Brothers U, and then it gives you probably what ten to fifteen items to start with. Some of the basics you get um, the mushroom Goombas, and you get the. the how am I forgetting the, oh, the Koopa turtle guys? How I, am I this bad at the names of Mario? I've played Mario for my entire life, and I never have the names <laughs> of this stuff right. But they give you the, the basic enemies you'd expect, plus the the brick blocks you can break with your head. They can give you the, the blocks that are unbreakable, question mark blocks, and the, the growth mushroom that makes you a, a big Mario. And maybe a fire flower, too, at first. Um, and then after you build levels with these items for about 5 to 10 minutes every day it gives you like a little horn and it says tomorrow we'll unlock the next set of items and then possibly another skin. And, uh, you know, so come back tomorrow. So that way every day, if you play a little bit, it kind of opens up what you're allowed to do with Mario maker till by the time you've gone through nine days, I guess you get everything.
2: Yeah. And, and when I first, uh, when I first booted it up and I saw that it was, it was limited. i re- I recalled, you know, all these options from the commercials and, and from the videos I had seen and I, at first, uh, was very annoyed. Uh, I thought I would be very annoyed with the system of having the parts you know, delivered to you kind of piece by piece. Uh, you first start, and it's tomorrow. You get the, uh, the water background, which is nothing to ever be excited about in any video game ever. And then, you know, next day, after you've played around a few minutes, like you said, be, uh, I will give you the Super Mario Bros. 3 style and continued on but i really enjoyed it i think they put a lot of thought behind that because if you spend you know even just 30 minutes a day just kind of messing around with what you have you really learn the the basics with what you have and by that time you've kind of mastered the few things you have and you're able to to move on the next day and incorporate some of those new items in and uh I know you can skip it. I think they may have even patched it out where all you have to do is just keep playing in one day. Uh, A lot of people just skip days on the clock on the system, which is what I had initially planned to do. But after the second day rolled around, I really, uh, really started liking the way parts were rolling out and seeing that I was really just kind of learning as I went along to make uh, a better level. And yeah, I ended up just waiting it out for the, the nine days.
0: Yeah, I I was going to do the same thing, kind of just find a way to skip through the other days. But yeah, I found that, especially because I know that I'm bad at any game that lets you design your own worlds or your own levels. Like, I always think that's such a good idea, and then I get started, and I I either get bored or overwhelmed or, you know, just lose interest in what I'm building. Uh, This, because it really limits you, you can really play with each of those items the new items you get every day to really figure out how to use them well, not just, oh, good, here's a squid. I can put a squid here in the water level, and now I've, I've made a cool water level. Like, you only have those other new items, plus the old ones you got. Uh, so you can really go, okay, I'm going to spend half an hour building a water level. Now, I don't like the water levels, so you know, I, I can see why you wouldn't want to do that. But I did play a lot with, you know, you get ghost houses and the um, oh, yeah. from the Super Mario Brothers 3, the airship levels. I played with a lot of those parts, because those were all things I really liked in those games. Um, so it's kind of neat because you can, if you build a level and you use, you know, let's say Classic Mario Brothers to build a full level, you can then just convert the entire level with the skin to either uh, Mario Brothers Three, Super Mario World, or the Mario Bros. U setting. And it's kind of neat to see how the the world changes a little bit—not not what you've laid out necessarily, but just how it looks and how it pops out in the other versions.
2: It is, and another thing I, I thought was uh, was well done was there are some enemies that exist in the the kind of the newer titles that weren't in Mario 1, but they have actually gone in and and drawn those in the style of Mario 1 and animated them. So pretty much anything uh, from new Super Mario Bros. U style, uh, if you want to go ahead and transfer that over to the look of Mario 1, you're able to do it. And I was wondering if that was going to be the case or if there were going to be kind of exclusive uh, items that wouldn't follow through. But yeah, uh, and also Mario World's also in there, like you mentioned. But I think in this game, you, you get a good sense of what uh, Nintendo, how they feel about the American Super Mario Bros. too. It's one that at first I was
0: disappointed it's not there. I mean, I know that it's not technically a Mario game, and then now it is a Mario game, I guess, retroactively. But it also is the only Mario game of this style where you go forwards and backwards through the levels like all the other Mario games, you only go one direction, you know, you don't go back and forth through screens, where Mario 2 had a lot of doorways that actually took you to, um, you know, different parts, like not even just different parts of the same level, like a ghost house is, but but really different levels altogether, um, as long with having a lot of levels that were vertical. I mean, all the other Mario levels are horizontal with maybe some scrolling up and down, but, but Mario 2 had a lot of full-on vertical and horizontal pieces to the same level, so I think when you really look at the, the level design to Mario 2, it would be really hard to make that work and then keep the ability to kind of reskin all the levels back and forth.
2: Yeah, and that's what I had, had thought of as I uh, started to cool down a little bit. Mario 2 ranks amongst uh, one of my favorites. But it's like you said, that there's, uh, the dynamics of it are much different. And Mario 2 is the only Mario that doesn't kind of follow the side-scrolling formula, of, you know, your outdoor area, ghost house... Uh, There's a lot of unique levels on there um, that I guess it would be a lot of work to render those over for every other single Mario game. But uh, no Birdo. Half my plans went right down the drain as soon as I discovered that.
0: Just my erotic levels. The rest of them (laughs) would have been fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, the other thing with Mario 2 is that that's the only Mario game where you, you don't play only as Mario. I mean, you could, but you play with everyone else, and every character is slightly different, where... You know, this really keeps you to Mario. Now, it does have the ability with the question mark mushroom, that's a new item for this game, to kind of reskin Mario to, you know, Link or Samus from Metroid or, you know, one of, anyone that's, that has an amiibo essentially has its own special skin that you can use on, on this game, along with some that don't have amiibos. Like there's a Mario Kart character that just looks like Mario in a little go kart, but that makes your, you know, it just reskins Mario. He has the same abilities that Mario has run, jump, that 's pretty much all Mario does, uh, but instead you look like those little characters, uh, but only in the Super Mario Brothers classic levels you can 't use that item in any other level. There are some items that are unique, uh, for example, the Raccoon Mario suit only works in um, Mario Brothers Three you can 't use it in the other ones. I think when you play it, if you have that set up and you switch to Mario, you, it switches to the propeller hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not available. Like if you have something with a, a the leaf, it doesn't show up in classic Mario Brothers. I don't know if it becomes nothing or if it just becomes a regular mushroom. Um, but there are a few things that don't transfer over. But they do allow you to reskin it. It just makes it a, another default item.
2: Yeah, and those those costumes for, for Mario, So uh, they've become so addictive to collect. Uh, you can go the amiibo route, but also you can unlock one uh, one at a time. And I think there may be uh, upwards of near 100 or so. of. There's a lot of them. Uh, to be had, and you collect those one at a time. If you complete the, there's several options besides just making your own courses uh, and playing through them. Uh, you can also there is a pretty robust amount of courses online, and they range from you know ridiculous to really actually nice, intricate courses that look like they're straight out of a, a Mario game. And playing through, you you see the you know the name of the course. Uh, you can see how many people have played. Uh, and you can see the person who created it, and there's a star system in place where if you play through a course and you like it, you you know you give it a star, and the creator, uh, their name goes kind of up in there's a ranks of the the a rank of the top starred players, and some of them make just some really beautiful Mario levels uh, that look like like I said like they're straight out of the game, and some other ones not so much. Uh, there's some really blatantly easy ones. I guess uh, for the sake of passing the the challenges, the Ten Mario and the hundred Mario challenge pretty pretty handily, uh, and then there's some that uh, as impressive as they are to look at once the the whole craze over the levels where you don't touch the controller for the duration, it uh, gets old pretty quickly, I found
0: yeah, well, that's not uh to go back one step it yeah, you're right. it isn't just making your own Mario levels, and that's it because while that's pretty cool. Um, you know What's the point? You'd want to be able to share them yeah. with people. And thankfully, their online system really does a good job of that. Um, but along with making the, the levels, you can play the 10 Mario Challenge, which actually, I don't believe those are user-generated levels. I believe those are um, pre-populated Nintendo-made levels.
2: Those seem to be, yeah.
0: Um, and, and those you can, I mean, it kind of gives you a good idea of, of what you can do with Mario Maker. But it also, after you beat those levels, you earn... Levels that kind of work as like a starting point If you, want, if you liked a couple levels they did They were like, well here's, here's this level, now you can play with it Do whatever you want, here's what we had um, And you'll earn those by playing The 10 Mario Challenge, uh, which is go through I think it's 8 levels, uh, you have 10 Mario Characters to do it And, uh, and generally it's, they're not hard for the most part And a lot of them have a lot of 1-ups, because they want you to get Through them, mm-hmm. um, the 100 Mario Challenge Is all user generated levels You have 100 Marios, and then there's easy uh, Normal and hard, now easy Is only 8 levels I wanna say. And yeah, you have those, the the hundred Mario's. Uh the most you can earn in one ups in any level is three. Even if they put the you know, you make a level that gives you two million one ups. When you get to the end it only lets you earn up to three new Marios. So, in theory, with with a hundred Mario challenge, you could run out of Mario's and lose the challenge. Now I've never done that on easy because most of the easy levels you're right are are the ridiculous, like, people made... There's, there's a lot of levels where you don't do anything. You sit still and you watch things fall around on on conveyor belts and eventually you get you know they go to the end and it's pretty cool. Uh, or there's a bunch of levels that people made where it's, it's like the original Mario level. They took the starter level and they added a whole bunch of those special character mushrooms. So it's like, oh, look at this. You can become 100 different people. Isn't that cool? And then you get to the end. Um, I haven't run into too many in Easy that were unbeatable, uh, at least by me. I think they... I think when you upload a level, you have to run through it and beat it. I think that's how that works. It is. Um, So every level is technically beatable, although there are a good deal of them that are are beatable by a specific means that may or may not be, you know, kind of breaking the level. Um, But on Easy, you don't find too many of those. Uh, Normal is the same levels, but there's 16 of them. And... I've done that without dying, you know, without losing my hundred Mario several times. There's no real reason to do normal over easy, as far as I can tell, except that after you beat normal, you unlock hard, and hard is ridiculous. Hard is, and I don't know if it's if it's something that's set by when people play through them, if if you know if it gets so many stars it moves up to hard, or if if Nintendo or or someone has someone going through the levels. Uh, but the hard levels are hard. I mean, they're 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 equivalent to the like the star levels on. Uh, Super Mario Bros. U. I mean, there there are a lot of levels that have sections that you can only get through with very very precise jumps on, you know, floating creatures or or you know, hold an item and throw it and bounce off a wall and throw the item again. And there's all this crazy stuff. They're all beatable, but they're all uh, you know very very hard. And uh, I've I've not beaten that on hard. I've lost a hundred Mario's <laughs> several times trying to get through the sixteen hard levels. And again, it's random. So. If there's a level that you get to on one of these 100 Mario Challenges that you either really don't like or is such a gimmick that you're not going to want to finish it, you can skip it. It doesn't penalize you for skipping through as many of those as you want. But on hard, I felt like I was skipping 10 levels and still finding ridiculously hard levels. Uh, But it's impressive since that's levels that you or I could have made and uploaded. I mean, I have not uploaded any levels uh, because all the levels I have made are very, very poor. But uh, I know you uploaded one, Billy, and I actually thought it was, was actually fairly well made
2: it was and that's the thing where i had uh i had sat back and i said all right i've always enjoyed uh just kind of the castle type courses at the end and i, I sat down and made one and it was uh, i thought it was very it was kind of plain at first so uh, and the system's so easy you just kind of you drag things along um you pull down your menu and you've got everything you can use it's all right there uh if you want to Everything from a Goomba, you can put a... If you want to put a Bowser down right at the beginning, you can. If you want to put ten Bowsers down at the beginning, you can. Uh, And you just proceed, and some people unfortunately have. Um, And I just proceeded, kind of you just drag and drop. And uh, if ever a game on the Wii U was made for the GamePad, this is it. This is clearly the best use of it now, and the best use Nintendo will come up with for the life of the system, I do believe. Um, Yeah, and I put the course together, and what happens is after your course is out there and you want to upload it, you have to beat it. And uh, that is the moment where I found out I made a course that I could not beat. So it then became changing little things here and there. I finally played through it. felt like a jerk because it's uh, more difficult of a course than I would care to usually play myself. And from there on you receive notifications uh, every time someone plays your course, uh, every time someone stars your course, and uh, the more stars you get, I believe you gain the ability to upload uh, more courses. So uh, you start off, you're able to upload 10. I don't know at what point in stars you you gain the ability to put up more. Um, but yeah, they te- and they also tell you if, uh, on the, uh, if anyone has commented on your course. Or anything like that. Uh, and I am trying to put up another one because it, it's, it's pretty fun to put something up there and then kind of check every now and then to see what people have to say about it.
0: Yeah, I've got one that I'm working on that I'm sure there's a million other gimmick courses that are tied to the, the special characters. Um, you know, you can use the random question mark mushroom by itself as, as an item in your, your courses, and that'll turn you into some random skin that you've earned as the player. But if you use the amiibo and actually, you know, scan the amiibo to the pad, it'll let you put that on top of the mushroom and it guarantees that player will be that character. So, you know, I've only owned I only own three amiibos, but one of which is Pac-Man. So I've got a level I'm working on where halfway through you turn into Pac-Man and then I've made the original Pac-Man level and I have ghosts running through it and you get all these coins. It's ultimately pointless, but I was just excited that I could do it. And uh, so that, that'll eventually get loaded up. I guarantee there's probably two million versions of that exact same level up, but one will have my name on it and, and I'll post it on our <laughs> Twitter account. I'm very excited about that. I was also pretty happy you could uh, play with, they had like sound cues that you could set up places uh, and uh, different triggers that, you know, aren't things I would have assumed they would give you the, the ability to play with. I, I'm I'm very impressed with the extra tools it gives you. You can change the time so you can make a level that you only have 30 seconds to get through. Uh, you can play with uh, I mean pretty much anything. You can make characters way bigger, uh, the the enemies I mean, uh, and yourself really. I mean it's it's got a lot of extra pieces that I'm I'm very happy to play with, even though I don't really know how to use them effectively.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that I had no clue until I played through other levels, and I see you know like you're saying a giant. There's a giant Goomba on there. Well, how do you do that? Um, and it's just through some enemies when you drag them if you still have the stylus on the screen you're still dragging them if you kind of uh scribble back and forth some enemies will will change into different ones if you do it with Bowser you get a, a Bowser Jr if you do it with the uh the green uh Koopa Troopa you get a red um so I tried all that and I finally uh, determined and uh, it, it seems pretty logical when you think about it in a way that only it, mario game would seem logical for this but if you take the enemy and then drag a mushroom on top of them uh it enlarges them which i think it's uh it's a lot of fun to have a game and you've been playing it you know for over a week now and you are still discovering things as you go along and i feel like there's probably a lot more i haven't uncovered yet
0: Well, that's the bonus of playing through those 100 Mario levels, other than unlocking skins, which is neat anyway. But just there's a lot of things, even in a a level that I don't enjoy necessarily, there's always one or two things where I'm like, that's a pretty neat idea. You know, I'm going to steal that, or I'm going to take that idea and and build off it, because I really like what they did here. Um, There have been some I've played that are almost adventure games, where you can't get through the levels until you go through certain sections and get a specific power-up that'll get you through the one section. Otherwise, it's not a hard game. It's just, you know, a hard level. It's just figuring out what items to have at each part. And it's all little goofy things that Mario doesn't do too often that this lets you do that. So that that's pretty neat. out of this conversation because you haven't played it, but do you have any questions as you haven't played it that we might be able to answer?
1: Uh, you know, it sounds a lot deeper than, than what I originally thought it was going to be, which was a, a downloadable game or something where you can make some some Mario 1 levels and, and be done with it, but, uh, you know, I it, it, does it ever, you know, it, you've been talking about all the stuff you can do, but do you ever seem overwhelmed by all the the, uh, the different crap that you can do for a stage?
0: Uh, I mean, yes. Once you've earned everything, if you didn't really spend time on each thing, or if you just wanted to breeze through and get everything, if you played with a clock, you'd you'd have a lot of tools that you may never use because you wouldn't know, you know, really how to use them well, or even think about it ahead of time. If you have a goal in mind of what kind of level you want to make, you may not play with, you know, any of the underwater tools or whatever. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of times where I'll start a level and then I'll just kind of stare at all the different things I can do and then go, oh man, I could have all these things. And, but then I just have to streamline and focus back to my original idea for whatever the level is. But yeah, I mean, I think any of those, I get overwhelmed with any game where you can create your own anything. Um, I, I bought a map editor for like a, an online RPG I was playing. Not a multiplayer one, just, um, you know, like a an old school dungeon crawler. And I, I made like one map and all of a sudden I was like, this is too much. I'm just going to play someone else's. I don't have time for this. So this, this at least, the levels are short. You can make the levels different length. They aren't all the same length. So if you just want to make a super short Mario level with a bunch of weird jumps in it, go for it. And, you know, call it a day.
1: Well, the yeah. only reason I ask is, is like, really about the only experience that I have with this kind of game is Little Big Planet on PlayStation 3. And I spent a good time with that editor with the the original game. And there's just so much in that, that game that you can do and put down, and, and even just doing the simple stuff. It it almost felt like it was just overwhelming me at, at every turn. Uh, as far as, like, uh, just you putting your blocks out, putting the enemies down, uh, doing the AI routines for the enemies, because you had to put uh, different bubbles on them or something, to just to make them walk back and forth. Uh, or make them act different. If you wanted them to, uh, to jump every two or three seconds, you could do that. There was just so much, and it got to the point where I didn't I didn't want to do that anymore. I had more fun playing other people's levels than I did just making my own, just because there was so much to do.
2: Yeah, and um, uh, they've at least, as far as I know, uh, that's a process that's kind of streamlined, as in the enemy control, because uh, a Goomba just behaves like a, a Goomba always does. He walks to the left until... He bumps into you, or he bumps into something, and then he turns around. Uh, the enemies will just—they'll behave like the usual Mario enemies. And yeah, I think it can be—if you jump straight ahead, uh, you skip the clock forward, and you're presented with absolutely everything at one time. I think it would be very overwhelming. But I think uh, I think Nintendo did a great job with, uh, the rolling a little bit out at a time, like, well, like we've said a few times already to where it really just eases you in. And by the time you have everything there in front of you, you've, uh, you've really mastered, uh, pretty much everything. I mean, still there's times that I want, I want to stop. My problem is starting a level. Uh, once I get underway, it's all right. But when I look at it and the, the sheer amount of stuff that you've got on there, uh, yeah, it can be a little overwhelming at first. I think it's something that once you 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 know kind of catch your groove on it, uh, it gets much easier. I tried making levels in Little Big Planet also, and I never finished uh, a single one. I just I played uh, Chris Chan's levels pretty much exclusively the entire time I was on there. Um, yeah, on this, I found that it's it's easier to get through, even if you feel like you're kind of slogging through making a level and you're unsure of what you're doing. Just because the so it, the presentation is so well done, uh, it's so bright, and it's just uh, just a really fun game to play. And Nintendo they've somehow made looking at menus and dragging blocks around uh, incredibly fun.
0: Well, yeah, you're right. It, it's it's also that everything follows. The logic of Mario, nothing goes. You know, you can't make a Goomba who you know talks to you and says, "Hi, good morning, how are you doing, Mario?" and then you know shoots a gun. It's all, you know, they do what the regular enemies on Mario do. The power ups do the things that the regular power ups in Mario do. Um, the The thing I did like is, for example, you can put a cannon out that shoots bullet bills, but if you then drag over, you know, let's say a coin and place the coin on the the cannon. Instead, your cannon will shoot coins, and it won't do anything else but shoot coins. But it still follows the same timing and logic that the regular um, bullet bills would do, you know, as far as how it shoots it. But if it's coins, they just kind of shoot out the front, fall around, and bounce around. Uh, there are also a whole lot of annoying levels where that happens, where people just have coins shoot all over the place like you're running through a casino. But, uh, but yeah, everything that's, that's done is done by dragging an item onto another item. Uh, that you've already got placed. And sometimes it lets you do it and you're like, oh, cool, what's this going to do? And a lot of times it won't. So um, it it's much, much easier to build than anything else I've used where you get to build your own levels. But, I, but again, you aren't, it's not a wide open builder. It's very, still very specific on, you know, you're building Mario levels. You're not going to be able to use this to make, you know, another classic Mario, you know, Nintendo game. I've tried to make a level that was based kind of around Metroid because one of my other um amiibos is the samus amiibo but i you just can't you can't make a game that makes any logic there because first off you can't shoot so you can't do any of the things you could do in metroid anyway but also just the, the the bricks and everything you're given is very mario specific
1: is there a certain length to the stages that you can make or i mean can you just make an endless mario stage or does it does it give you uh you know you can only build this much before you, you got to end the stage
2: no, I believe uh, you can. Uh, your your stage can be as short as uh, pretty much one screen uh, from the start. You can just about see the end, uh, but the the full length and you're able. Once again, this is another thing where you just kind of uh, there's a little bar at the bottom of the screen, you know, with the start and the end, uh, and you can just kind of drag that. Uh, and the full length of it makes it, I would say, probably it seems at least longer than the the average uh, NES or Mario three course Uh, you can have some pretty lengthy courses on there
1: that's uh i mean it it sounds awesome uh i i've just never i had a bad experience i guess with little big planet and just uh, like i said how overwhelming that game is but it seems like mario maker and how it does you know work around the logic of of mario and and you know you can't really change that it's just mario Uh, it seems like something i could i could probably sit down with for a while at least Uh, you know, a few hours before I get frustrated with it and then just start playing other people's levels.
0: I mean, I almost prefer playing other people's levels. I I like that I can make my own, and I'm definitely going to make some, but, um, you know, it it really is more fun to just go on and play random levels, Uh, especially if if you're not... I wouldn't say I'm having fun playing the 100 Mario Hard Challenge. I'm determined to beat one, but uh, the medium one, though, where you get to play a a good deal of player levels, and they, you know, especially since the game has been out, a lot of the ones it picks aren't junk anymore there seem to be enough levels out there that you you're getting some actual quality levels uh i mean basically they found a way to to make you play endless mario and i can't complain about it too much
1: i mean is there like a a good enough variety for that to hold up over time because i mean mario is great and and one of the reasons mario is always so great is because there's you know master uh developers making those those stages and i don't know how long just, you know, some dude's stupid Mario level that he's put like a giant Goomba in is, is going to entertain me. And from a lot of the stuff that I've seen online, it seems like that's what, you know, most of these people are making. They're just making these, these you know, funny kind of one-off stages where something stupid happens and, and then that's it. Uh, but, I mean, do, do you see this as as being something that, you know, entertains you over time?
2: I, I think for every, and yeah, that, that is predominantly... What a lot of stuff is, unfortunately, um, but for for all I mean, for every twenty of those stages, there's one that is just uh, I mean, just masterfully done, uh, and, and really seems like it has a place. It would have a place in a legitimate uh, Mario game. Uh, fortunately, what I've done is when I find, a course, I would like, I kind of uh, I, I make note of the person who made it, and you can you can favorite uh, of sorts. You can favorite people, and you can pull down a list of your your favorite uh creators and play through their courses so i've been doing that a lot um but yeah you just kind of unfortunately right now i don't know if they'll figure out some way to kind of crack down on it or not You kind of there's a lot of wading through things initially
0: yeah i mean there's definitely some bad levels uh thankfully a lot of the really really bad levels as far as boring and and Unexciting levels are also very short. You could tell people didn't want to make a really long level, so they've made that level as short as possible uh, with one big Goomba and a bunch of question mark blocks. Um, you know, but I, I didn't mind that. And again, if you go to the hard levels, which it are hard and are very frustrating, but I'm not seeing very many garbage levels there. I'm seeing a lot of uh, well thought out levels. Uh, some of them are are amazing levels where I'm like, this is this could have been made. You know, this could have been part of Super Mario Brothers U, and I would have loved it. Um, but yeah, there's still a good deal of levels where, you know, like there, there's a bunch of levels based around that shoe, the Curbo shoe, where you have to jump on spikes and, you know, use it to jump from place to place on top of other shoes. Oh, it's a pain in the butt, but it's kind of a neat gimmick. But when there's twenty of those in a row, a little bit annoying. But, um, I don't think you can run out. I mean, honestly, we've been playing Mario for what now, twenty five years, thirty five years, and uh, I'm not tired of it yet. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it seems like I, like I said, I, I would totally sit down and play it. Um, it's just one of those things that. One of my favorite things about Mario was just those amazing stages and, and how well they were designed and how you can sit there and, and still play Mario 3 levels over and over again and, and still just have so much fun playing them. And I, I was just worried as, you know, how Joe Schmo's stupid Mario level is, you know, how long that's going to keep me entertained.
0: Well, so far for two weeks, I can say it's kept me very entertained. And it's been the only thing I've been playing at all uh, on my Wii U. Uh, except for the fall, which I can play for about 10 minutes. So I can see, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see myself getting bored of this anytime soon, and I'm not even what i consider a major Mario fan.
1: I will most likely be picking, up it, uh, picking it up as soon as I can.
0: Okay, uh, that'll that'll we'll wrap it up since we're not really talking about a review. Um, and we'll just do a real quick, uh, I guess your favorite Mario game, and then we'll talk about next week's episode and call it our show.
1: Is it our favorite Mario game, our favorite off-brand Mario game?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I will. I'll word it as you know. What's your favorite Mario that that is not reflected in this sort of game? So you know, something that's more of a an off off the regular timeline, if that's even the right word. Okay. So again, this is a very special episode that's only about Mario Maker, and it's not a retro game technically, so. Um, but I think we've, we've really said how much we like it, we enjoy it, we recommend it. Uh, the two out of three of us who have played it, uh, and uh, Jeremy would, would play it if he could. So I think it's a, it's a high recommendation from us.
2: And, and I'll, I'll tell you one thing, it, it, and this is a, a long shot. Once again, I don't think it's anything they've even spoke of. I'm hoping that uh, and this apparently is a successful game for them, and uh, Nintendo sure uh, needs those uh, when they can get them. I'm hoping maybe uh, this is something that can be done with some other classic 8-bit uh, properties uh, from Nintendo days. I could see easily you could make your own, uh, one being original Legend of Zelda, making levels in those styles, because uh, those are essentially done by blocks also. Uh, yeah, I'm, something like that. Uh, or Metroid. There are several games I think the it could apply to, and the the Maker Mario Maker could become a maker series of sorts.
0: Oh, they'd have me hooked. Guaranteed. If I could make my own Metroid levels, I'd never leave the house.
2: So they'll screw it up.
0: (laughs) Well, after this show, we're going to go back to our regular format where we cover a retro game every week. And thankfully, next month is October. This will be our first Halloween series of episodes in Retrovaniacs. So for next week, we're going to start the season off with Haunting starring Poltergeist, a classic for the Sega Genesis. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone here has played it before. Uh, I reviewed it, actually, at one point for uh, com, a website we all used to be on that is no longer there. But uh, I'm looking forward to playing it again. I, I didn't get to finish it when, I re- when we played it first time, uh, and I'm going to finish it this time.
2: You know, I played. I rented this uh, on a couple of occasions, and I played through um, pretty far, and then I hit a wall. And am. I'm going to play it again to see if I hit that same wall, and hopefully I recall enjoying it. Uh, We'll see if it stands up. Uh, The Sega Genesis is really hit or miss with me, uh, usually in terms of the sound department. And back then, I don't recall the sound being that good. So it'll be good to look back on that uh, and maybe finish the thing. It's a game that I came so close to beating, but didn't quite. So hopefully I can correct that.
1: Now this is one of those games that I always saw at the video store and always, always wanted to rent because it looked so cool. And when I finally got my Genesis, uh, somebody actually stole the game from the video store, and they did not buy another one. And I never saw it anywhere else that I rented games from, and as I grew up, I just kind of forgot about it. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to actually get into this and, and finally see what I, uh, I could have played back then if some asshole hadn't stole, stole the damn game.
0: Well, you might find out you should have thanked him. So we'll find out next month, uh, next week, two weeks from now, I guess, uh, for the haunting episode, episode 11 of Retrovaniacs. Uh, until then, please check us out on Retrovania.net. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Retrovaniacs. We're on Facebook under Retrovania. So please check out everything else we have to offer, and we'll see you next time.